This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Hope you're all well. Staying safe. Staying alert. Staying alert. Um, welcome back to this week's episode. Um, in the basically, those that are regular listeners will know that I have a. I'm very near to fatherhood. So what we've been doing the last few weeks is banking loads of episodes. We recorded quite a lot, so we're going to be releasing them as normal. But we've got enough in the can, so when I have to take a well-earned couple of weeks off, you'll be getting uh, ones that we have released previously. So some of these are going to be sort of out of sync, aren't they? Oh, what with the topics? Well, yeah, because just, I mean, not that we're ever really topical as such, but, you know, this we're, today's episode is Liam Withenell, who we talked to, I reckon it was uh, 10 days ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam is a very funny stand-up. I was also privy to... His, me, I basically bumped into him in Adelaide uh, just after his last gig at the Adelaide Fringe, uh, and that turned out to be his last gig uh, before lockdown happened. So I saw him just after his last gig before this all this new wave of life kicked off. Jim, where was your last gig? My last gig was in Essex. Oh, and it was just what, as it was what a way like... to go out. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really nice. Um, but they, um, I, COVID was here though, and it was like, should should they all be in that oh, crowd? Yeah. There's about three hundred, and I'm like, oh shit! They all got it, mate. It was, <laughs> every it, one of them. I know every single one of them. They are no longer with us. <laughs> God rest their souls. Um, so yes, so this is yeah, Liam's very funny. We ch- we chat about loads of things, um, and yeah, so normal service will just carry on even though i might have to take a couple of weeks off to be a oh. dad i'll be around mate to be a dad you do yeah. you to look after the kid i'll do the podcast <laughs> change a few nappies you said you're really good at it although you do struggle with strangers nappies yeah yeah definitely it is that thing it's when like, they're adults it's like your own farts don't smell as bad as somebody else's isn't it true i don't fart but <laughs> I can imagine. Um, sh- we should give a quick shout out to patrons. Thanks to all patrons who've signed up. We've been very, uh, what's the word? Honoured by the amount of people. Humbled even. Hum- yeah, humbled is a good word. It's been um, it's been great. Really caught us off guard how many people have signed up. Thank you so much. Should we give a sh- quick shout out to all our heavyweight patrons? Heavyweights and above. 
Let's just, should we just take it in order, mate? Sharon Millar. Ronan Quinn. Alison S. Liam. Michael Leslie. Ed Clues. Tim. Iqbal Patel. Kelly Taylor. Brett. Rajan Sharma. James O'D. I think that's his name's longer there, but it doesn't fit in the um, column. I reckon, what do you want? Should we get? I reckon it's Donald. It's Donovan. W. It's Donovan. It's James Donovan. O'Donovan. There we go. James O'Donovan. Billy Bricknell, the bad yeah. man. Is it? <laughs> do you know it? No, I don't. <laughs> Just giving him the nickname, the bad man. I bet he was hard nut in school, mate, with that name. Liam Mintz. Simon Freer. I hope it's vegan mints, Liam. Um, Michael Scully. Joe Hawks. Jules. Katie Funnel. Davina Bywater. Steve Stark, the artist. Steve Stark, the artist. Yeah, we've got some cool pictures we've got to share that he did for us. Um, Doug. Ryan Hibbert. Jody Faulkner. Rachel Napier. She's a midwife, Rachel Napier. Really? Yeah. Um, This is, I can't see the full. is a a good egg. Clementine Lloyd. Josh Meh. (laughs) M-H. Josh Meh. Emma. And finally. And the big dog himself, Derek Hill. Oh, that's just, that's just our heavyweight patrons. Bloody hell. That's a load, isn't it? Thank you, everyone. And everyone else, honestly, we understand that, you know, Anything you give is so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's your sarcastic <laughs> thank you again. We should do a special I might as well say fuck you for we that. We should do a special time. bracket for patrons. Just one off amount where you just get a really sarcastic thank you from Julian. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um so yes everyone thank you very much uh everyone else don't worry you know if you if you can't become a patron or don't you know that's absolutely fine i hope you just enjoy the podcast um if you do become a patron you do get access to certain uh, extras we do these little extra catch-ups don't we that we do want to start just doing merch as well aren't we are we i think we should oh right you just said <laughs> we haven't talked about it you just thought we'd bring it up now let's have a should we have a manager's meeting I don't know. I saw. I saw today just like caps, <coughs> t-shirts and stuff. I don't like cap. I don't wear caps. I'd love to be able to wear a cap. They just I'm don't like, suit me. Yeah, they don't suit me. My head's not the right shape. I can wear flat caps. That's they look good. Or little beanies. But yeah. I can't wear a cap. I can't wear anything. Beanies would be cool. Might because of my excellent hair I'm hiding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we could do beanies or something. Beanies. Yeah, all right. Just repeat beanies back. <laughs> if I just say beanies, just for listeners, this is how most of our ideas sessions go. Carl <laughs> says an idea, and I just say it again. Um, right. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. Let's kick back and enjoy listening to Liam with now. Enjoy, and like, and share. Uh, yes, please like, share, tell people. We hope you're all okay. Share it on your social media. I don't. We don't ever say that, do we? We don't. Do we're not. People. We don't ask for a lot, to be honest. We're quite low please, in our demands. Please. It's even more sarcastic than your thanks. It's funny, a bucket speech after a show, just going, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pay my rent. <laughs> 
Well, you don't have to do anything, people, but yeah, thanks for listening. Bad. Just thanks for listening. But if you do do stuff, thanks slightly thanks. more. Thanks for that, a little bit more. <laughs> Cheers. Two vegan idiots. Cool. There we go. <laughs> Time that well, just so it record. Cool. So this is Two Vegan Idiots, Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. And guest Liam Withnow. Hello. Comedian oh, who, um, I was, I was, I was, I was going to give you a little bit more of an intro. We were just chatting before I hit record. Uh, we saw each other on the last weekend of comedy. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so of you the tried, concept of comedy. I spoke to you just after you'd finished your last show of the run in Adelaide. And then we were just shooting the shit about how locked, you know, because there was a bit of chat about things shutting down and they'd just cancelled Melbourne Comedy Festival. But I don't think none of us realised what what we were coming home to. I was co- I was supposed to be doing Adelaide and then I'd been working doing a month of gigs in Perth and a month in Adelaide. So we had booked in 10 days, my wife and I, uh, Bali on the way home. Ooh. And we were, I had just that, the, the, the couple of days before that changed my flights to come straight home instead. So there was a bit of like, we should change our plans just in case it goes to shit. But like, had I known that that gig would have been <laughs> the last one, like... It was an it was a solo show and it was fine. That's the, that a, a final day of a fringe run is that's not that's no sort of gig to go out on, is it? <laughs> it's that's the one you always phone in the most out of the whole run. Yeah, it was like s- Sunday six o'clock. I mean, you saw sunny. it was a sunny day, and it's Adelaide, so it's like all the, my venue was a tent outside, <laughs> and it was like. I think I got like 20 in on the last day and it was fine. Yeah. You know, I was didn't come away going, oh, that was a waste of time or whatever. But I also wasn't like, well, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. was just, it was, it was fine. And that was the last one. That's my last memory. <laughs> it's, just, it's when it all died. Yeah. Um, Julian, what have you been up? I haven't seen you in a couple of days, actually, have I? But did I see you yesterday? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know what I've been doing. Not like <laughs> it's our days are like it's all it's all the what same. What day is it? It is it's Monday. Monday today, isn't it? Bank holiday Monday. Oh yeah, it's, it's nice Monday. rest day. Yeah, exactly. It's I nice. Might to stay have, in. Let's have a day off, man. Isn't it? it's, just, it's been a bit full on. Um, what's um? Are you I'm going to stand in the hallway. <laughs> I um. I. I've not been, I've, I felt a bit rough actually the last few days. Even on our live podcast, I felt a bit. You said you've not been sleeping very well. Yeah, same really. Um, I took a hay fever tablet last night. I thought that would help. With Helps you sleep. sleep. Oh, what is it? An antihistamine? Yeah, but I, it was a non drowsy one. So oh, right. <laughs> it's utterly pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just take a paracetamol, mate. <laughs> Probably uh, kept me up all night. <laughs> yeah, I had a really weird dream though. I was laying there on my side and I was, I knew where I was. My mind was awake, but I cut my body was paralyzed. You know, when you, I was like, I can't move. I don't know. It's like so, in, so self-indulgent talking yeah. about your dreams. Also analyzing your dreams. I don't think it's helped anyone ever in history, even knowing anything about analyzing their dreams. <laughs> like I was pondering it a bit afterwards and I thought this is such a waste of time. Um, yeah. Well, it, I, mean? I think sometimes it's very clear what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If in your dream you're just being chased constantly by, by the COVID monster, but yeah, but you can't escape. Obviously, that means you've got some anxiety about something you feel is 
about being chased by something that you can't <laughs> escape from. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are quite clear, but there's some where I don't give a shit, man. Dream people who think they can understand it. They are just taking the piss. You can't work it out. I know, it's all bullshit, isn't it? How's your sleep pattern, Liam, with now during COVID? You know what? It's great. And I'm having I, a, I used to are be you, are you having, just quick before you, I just want to say, are you, because I think comedians are split into two types. One, people who really are not getting used to the whole new schedule and, you know, still going to bed at three in the morning and getting up at, at midday. And the other lot are the ones that have suddenly discovered what it must be like to be a normal human being and are really loving it. Yeah, I'm closer to the other one. But like I have, I'm really strict with myself about certain things to make sure I can sleep. Otherwise I don't sleep. So I don't have coffee past a certain time and I go to bed at the same time every single night, no matter what's happening. What's your coffee cut off? My coffee cut off, five o'clock. That's a decent. So I'm having one now. This is the latest I've had a coffee for a while. I am. But I've got a a gig tonight. You never drink coffee after 2am, mate. Otherwise, it's fucked your sleep. I've got to get up early, do you know what I mean? Um, What else? So you've got no coffee after five. Any other evening routines? Well, um, so I listen. I mean, this is quite common these days, I think. Uh, I listen to something to help me go to sleep. Um, I listen to like boring political podcasts, right? But I found, um, I could show you if you want. I can go grab it. I've got um, uh, a special headset. Oh, fuck it. One second. Is it one? Oh, I, I think I know what he's going to Like a blindfold, but it's, it's got a, ear. I've seen, yeah, I've seen these. Are they Earphones. Around? Yeah, I've got one of them. It's like a headband, my one, but it can go over your eyes. It's got like ear things there, but. Is it not like a bit too sensory deprivation? Like, what if I'm. What I can't if cover my eyes. Yeah, I just put it on my head. Like a, so I hear you it go. Is, so. So it's a headband. Oh, you cover it goes eyes. over your eyeballs, does it? Well, it doesn't have to. You can. Um, just it's for jogging as well, is it? You could have it resting. It looks nice great. Nice ponytail. Man. My wife rolls over and she sees this. So you oh, can is... have it um, just over your head with the ear bits here, <laughs> or I have it like that. Yeah. That's what my wife sees. When you're jogging, morning. you have it like that. Yeah. He hasn't got his headphones and... on, mate. Hang on, I haven't got my headphones. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry, Carl. So, so you've got, and that's so you can have headphones in there as well. Yeah, that's. So it's got them been built in. It's like a, they're like flat. It's like a flat headphone, right? So you can lie on it because the problem with wearing like earbuds or anything in bed is you can't lie on your side. Oh, so they're so quite those, nice for traveling, I imagine. The they're not that loud, so you can oh, only that's... really hear it if you're lying on it. Yeah. I do. I have taken them on planes, um, but they just work as a glorified eye mask, really. Uh, but okay. I found since I got that, just in general, I set a timer for a podcast for like 15 minutes. And within five minutes, it's like a magic button that just puts me to sleep. I, I'm fascinated by people who can sleep with like sounds like that. I mean, I, I have can... to have something on. I can't just roll over. I've done it once oh. in lockdown, just in the dark, just slept. I, that's what I, I need. Have I, have can't, playing. I can't sleep with light or noise at all. I need just pitch black silence. I've, I have. If I have pitch black silence, I will not sleep at all. Same here. My mind just will just run. A, like my imagination just goes off. Don't you think it's lucky that we were born when we were, Julian, and that we didn't have this problem, you know, in the 1800s? <laughs> I know. I wouldn't have been asleep my whole life. I can't sleep unless I listen to American political what, podcasts. Yeah. What tough shit? It's 1820. You'd have to catch leprosy and just die to go sleep. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, is that not something that you, would you never consider trying to unlearn that 
habit. Do you I think do- it's way better to do it how you do it, like in the dark. Definitely. I mean, it's so on a regular time every night. It's really good for your health. And I just, I find it hard, man. The last few years, I've just got something on YouTube playing. Yeah. Some dog shit. What, what do you listen to, Julian? <laughs> you know what? Like, I don't Is mind. Like ocean political. noises? No, I can't even do that. It has to be something my brain wants to watch a little bit. Um, I mean, I put the Jordan documentary, I fell asleep every time, and I managed to finish it now. The Tiger documentary, something I enjoy. You, listen, you, went, you went to sleep to Tiger King. Yeah, I haven't even wild. finished it yet. I've tried watching it all loads of times. The problem is with Netflix, it just keeps playing all night. Yeah. I have to keep finding my place. I know, yeah, I always find that, you know, sometimes it comes up and just, are you still watching Netflix if you just let it play through loads of episodes? The only time like that ever pops up is when I just, I'm definitely still watching it. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. It's yeah. weird. But um, who's not? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it must be for people that fall asleep, isn't it? Like, I was trying to think. I've never. I've tried to work out why that message is there. Yeah. If, if you're sitting there, like, who just turns a telly on, puts a bit of Netflix on, then just goes out to the shops? What's <laughs> a nutter? <laughs> who are these people? What and what happens if you press? If you don't press anything, does it phone the police or something? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go check up. on her at number twenty-two. She drops you an email and says you're right. It's like the new milk build-up on the doorstep, isn't it? Oh shit! Have you ever had an elderly neighbour die? I've must have told you about this before, Julian. We had, I had, an, I had an old man die in the flat below me a few years ago. It was horrible. Oh shit! How long was he? Dead. Oh, had he been oh. dead for? Oh, only yeah. about eighteen months before we found um, It was. Uh, I reckon it was, was about someone f- cooking something. What's that? that smells delightful, honey. <laughs> no, he'd been dead about four days, I think. And he was. I'd been away gigging, and he's. I used to help him with his bins, like and stuff. That he was a prop. He was. Do you know when you see somebody so old and, um, like incapacitated to the certain point where they they can just about walk. Yeah, yeah. He was 90 degree angle, like his back to the floor. And he just and he just walked like really slowly. I'd always just see him going to the bins and back. So I'd always run down and help him. And then I went away gigging and get him to do your bins as well. <laughs> run run down and tell him to fucking hurry up. Um <laughs> and then I uh yeah, I just went away for gigs. I came back on like a late Saturday night. I think it was like a Sunday, just got a knock from the police saying, Have you seen your neighbour? I was like, I've been away. And they were like, yeah, we've just found him. And the smell was un- like proper. You well, hear from the, the copper. Dead body. <laughs> yeah, the fucking roses, mate. It's been probably a hot you. day, man. A lot of running, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> They're dealing with a dead body, mate. Do you not think they might build up a bit of odour? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you know in films when you see people covering like their mouths and everything, like you think it can't be that bad. Then you smell a dead body, you're like, oh, right, it's, it's worse than you can imagine. It's a smell that it's almost like you're, you're genetically designed to feel disgusted by like dog shit or something it's Even supposed, supposed, it's supposed to repulse you in it it's supposed to but you know some people probably it's probably some fetish that like sniffing dog shit in it there is actually like i went in i was in <laughs> <laughs> talking of my mum she well, i was in i was in amsterdam in the red light district and just having, um, just having a walk <laughs> you know what's all this about but I went into, I was only about 19 when my mates went into a, one of them porn video shops. There was a whole section on shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like. What, what were they selling? Just shit. No, just, um, just videos of people. Video, porn videos of poo. Like shit yeah, but, this, shit that. 
two girls, one cup kind of things. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I, it was, I, I don't know if I was allowed to, I brought a few back. <laughs> look, it's a, look at my video collection. <laughs> Just scroll around. Chronological uh, order. Um, I've never understood that. You know what I mean? I, just, it's, I don't understand people that are into like, fluids people that get pissed on and things like that i always think it's a lot it's quite common the piss thing though isn't it yeah maybe it's just in my circles i'm worried that liam's been very quiet while we've been judging people <laughs> that are into piss and shit the whole hey, time he's look, sitting there like oh god no judgments here it's just a lot to take in all at once you know uh I I, I, those things that they normally do to, I, I mean this might be like pop psychology here are they not normally down to like some sort of childhood event or something I mean, yeah, there's got to be, there's got to, I mean, it can't be, I know they say everyone's different, but not really. Most people fall inside. I guess it's like a paralysis. taboo, sex, sexual like kinks to like normally taboos, aren't they? If things were repressed as a child, they'd probably come out in sexual deviance Well, that's, that's what they reckon. A lot of the child psychology books I've been reading in the uh, approach to fatherhood have just covered the fact that you shouldn't make a big issue out of like, don't ever make a big issue out of shit and piss with your baby. Don't yeah, pee yeah. on your baby. No, obviously don't. Oh, sure. Don't piss on them. Don't shit on them. But also when they do it, but if your baby shits itself, which it naturally will. Don't be going, ugh. Yeah, don't go, ugh, you're disgusting. Because <laughs> literally they don't know. Get out. So that is going to obviously create something inside them that is not healthy. Next thing they're filming shit videos and selling them to <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> video companies <laughs> yeah it's such a risk isn't it like i'm gonna be very wary of how i communicate with my soon to be arriving child how is my behavior going to affect the sexual fantasies of my child definitely i mean it is, yeah i do think that as well though yeah like with things like that i definitely i let ren express herself how she wants you know what i mean yeah. so i don't want to sort of like shut anything down so it don't come out in some crazy way when she's yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. I see. I, I, yeah, I'm definitely. That, that would be my. I'd lean towards that style of parenting much more than. I feel like I could learn from them as well. Like just watch how they, because you forget things as you're an adult, don't you? Start well, I mean, getting to academically. You probably can. academically. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a, about your GCSEs, C, mate. <laughs> but yeah, just the way they kind of express, or when they're playing, they're completely in the moment, aren't they? Everyone yeah. does meditation, fucking silent retreats for three weeks in Wales, just so they can play like a child plays, just completely yeah, yeah. shut out everything in the moment. So it's like, it's interesting watching them do that. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm going to start shitting myself more often. I think there's Same something here. to it. But Same I mean, as long as you don't find it sexually appealing, if you're just shitting yourself to be free, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Have you ever <laughs> shit outside? Um... Let me think. I remember once being a guy with a guy, an old friend called Tom. What was his surname? But he, yeah, we were. He just we were walking through some woods, and he just went, "I just need to do a shit." And I was like, "Well, just hold it." And he went, "No, I can't." And he, <laughs> but and he you lived there, to, Tom. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we were we were not more than twelve minutes from uh, either of our houses, and then he just went into a bush and just shit and wiped his bum with a leaf, and I was just like. Just like it was no thing, like like he did this regularly. Yeah, he no, he did it with the <laughs> with the calm. Like if I was shitting in the woods, I would be crying. <laughs> I'd be just like, I wouldn't be able to believe what I was doing. Just like primal screaming while I'm doing it. 
and he just did it just like totally comfortable just as and, if and did what did he do about his the trousers situation because that's what i worry about if i ever got caught in a situation like that where how are you going to squat and where it's going to go you have yeah. to pull them right down to your ankles don't you i bet yeah <laughs> that was a good that was a tactical i bet tacked on the end. <laughs> I've heard. So I've heard. um yeah he just he was he was quite i agile. remember he was quite sort of a an athletic type so he just right down he just and put he... his leg up on the tree <laughs> he did the box splits <laughs> but no what i mean is he had enough lower leg strength that he downward could... dog Oh, it was Joe Wicks. Have you never been to? Have you ever been to like India or any country where you have to do, go, go in a squat toilet? Um, That's uh, throwing me off. That stops me going to all festivals. Those even a portaloo. Portaloo is rough, man. I'd sooner shit in the woods. Um, but yeah, India. I've been to India and had to squat over them weird, just holes in the ground and do a shit. And it's just not. <laughs> It's only a pound, you're going to shit in their face. <laughs> <laughs> Little children. Um, Comes with the accommodation. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to India, have you, have you Liam? No, it was like, uh, it's kind of annoying. It was always one where I went, I've got, one day I'm going to go to India for like three months. Do you know what I mean? That was always my plan. And now I'm married and it's like, it's not really an option now to go away. I mean, oh, I'm off on holiday for three months to go and shit on someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> the only alternative is what I did, which was marriage, get divorced and then go around India for three months yeah. as a classic response to a midlife crisis. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the diary. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's so funny. Like the funny thing about India is there's so many, you know, the stereotypes of people you meet there. They're all true. Like you'll meet, you go to Goa and you meet all the all the sort of stoners and like the sort of just people that don't even you wouldn't they they it doesn't matter. They're not even in India, mate. They could be in fucking Brighton for the weekend. Do you know what I mean? They just happen to be on a beach taking MDMA. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then you go to the more hippie places and you just meet everyone's wearing them wacky big trousers and shit. And it's just it's, it's you find yourself basically going around disliking um white people essentially a lot of posh english kids in it's the same all around sort of asia isn't it there's, there's yeah. sort of thailand cambodia a lot of uh yeah 18 19 year olds on their gap year wearing those baggy pants and also and all sort of even like they're only about 23 and they're going like oh man i remember when like kosamu you could go here and it was like no one here and you're like fuck off mate <laughs> I know. You're here, you cunt. <laughs> exactly. It's just, yeah, it's really funny. But, um, but yeah, if you, I'd say India is, India is good to go to, to let, let go of some of the social mores. I mean, it's cheap as shit, man. But, you know, them social, like, sort of, just the way you approach the world around you, you know, we've got a very strict, definite way of doing things in the, in the West. And then you go to India and, and it's carnage. And about two days in, you think, I can't cope with this. And then you go through that to the other side where you just become part of this, like, you're just pushing in front of people. No one gives a shit about anyone. Yeah, yeah. There's constant horns everywhere. You go, honk, honk. And it's just, you just get used to it. It's, 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 it's amazing how quick you can become in tune with a totally different way of life. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You both just went so quiet. I was just just envisioning it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it sounds incredibly (laughs) stressful. And here's the thing. I I, I went backpacking when I was younger. And, you know... Where did you go? 
Oh, I did. I went around and did the European sort of Euro rail thing, right? So, yes. you know, 20 countries over two months or whatever, right? And I absolutely loved it and loved the whole like sleeping in 20 bud dorms and going out and getting shit faced and chasing Swedish girls around, you know, nightclubs in wherever. Um, but now, like 30, I think it sounds dreadful. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely, I think you'd have to pick your place. Luckily, there's enough old creeps in India that you're, even in th- at 30, you still feel quite young in some places. That's what you need. Like, yeah, you, I'd say if you went somewhere, like, you know, imagine going to like Ayanapa in your 30s. Oh. Just, oh, just, it'd just be all 18 year old fucking gross people getting off of each other. And you'd look like but, such an old pedo. <laughs> My old face there. <laughs> all right, ladies. <laughs> Looking like Wayne I've got Lineker. a car trying to impress him with my car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, it, when I, so like, you know, I turned 30 last year and, you know, I'm not like, oh, 30s old or anything, but I just came to the realisation that like, to those people in Ayanapa, I might as well be 100. I uh, totally, you, yeah, you, we don't, and there's a thing where, you know, especially nowadays, I think people don't, you don't feel that old. You know what I mean? But I think like in the old days, there was definitely a much more standard way of aging. But I, yeah, we'd walk into a bar in Tenerife, you know, in the Playa del America bit, and we'd all think, oh, we still, you know, we still look all right. And that, and you just walk in, everyone would be like, there'd all be 18 year old beefcakes with them tight shirts, yeah, them <laughs> jeans that finish like six inches above their fucking shoes. Their thighs like fucking thunder. <laughs> They've all got the same haircut. <laughs> And we would just look like such fucking old wankers. It'd be horrible. I remember about Depending five years. I'm the owner of the club when I'm ever in that situation. <laughs> just need some respect. Just go, anyone order a taxi? <laughs> um, I, I remember about five years ago, I was on a bus and I heard like two uh, teens chatting and uh, one said to the other, Ugh, Facebook is for parents. And right then was when I realised that oh, it yeah, was, yeah. I, I'm out of the game. Do you know what Def- I mean? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Facebook is for parents. And I thought, I remember when Facebook was the brand new, exciting, yeah. you know, like, and now that's age and it's for old people. And that's what I am. It's mad. To them. It's like, it's, have, you, have you looked on TikTok? I haven't even got, like, I see TikTok videos that are shared on Twitter, but I've not downloaded the app or opened it or anything. I'm too scared. It is. <clears throat> I've, yeah, it's one of them. I, I, it's made me realize how my parents must have felt when I was playing fucking Toe Jam and Earl on a Mega Drive, like when I was a kid, you know, just little like weird blobs jumping around and going, whoop, whoop, and I'd just be sitting there like all excited and they'd be looking at me like I was from a different planet. You open TikTok and everyone, everyone just does the same shit. It's just like, it's loads of young people doing these shit dance moves and voice and like just lip syncing to music. And you just, I just can't see what the, what, what is happening, why this is uh, being watched. And when you are that age, to you, you think, ah, oh, these old people will never understand it. When I'm old, I'll <laughs> never be like them. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm always going to listen to the new bands and like the new, the the, the hip thing. And yeah. then I get you get to a little bit older and you think, God, that I've caught myself going, that fucking music that the kids are listening to is oh, dreadful. Totally. <laughs> I was doing it the other day with me. I had a, I had a, a, dis, a discussion on WhatsApp with uh, Jimmy McGee and john hastings uh, about modern music and we were literally i just i was saying all the shit I, my parents said when i was listening to you know whatever 
fucking queens of the stone age or something and i yeah i just i must have yeah i was sitting there talking about bloody the no, they don't even write their own songs it's like fucking you know, what <laughs> literally that is exactly what my you know my, not my parents my parents weren't really into music but people of my parents generation would have said yeah so um, i've been on tiktok a couple because my daughters do it and i was just curious i can see the appeal it is fun and that but and like capital fm is on in my car by just default so i kind of i don't mind a bit of chart music to be honest i just but, um, find like i find like capital i find like radio one where when it's on i find it's sh- there's too much noise there's so many different noises going on i find yeah, it really yeah. stressful i feel like i've you know i've definitely my progression from radio one to like now radio four fucking radio three mate classical fm I've, I've, I went I like from radio a bit of one. classical, actually. But yeah, I'd, I, but most people sort of work their way f- through, like up into their fifties, go through radio two, sixties, bang, radio three, classical FM. I went from like radio one to classical. It just by the when I hit like thirty, it was fucking bleak. I don't mind a bit of pop though. Like I quite like it if a bit of Post Malone comes on, Post Malone and uh, Drake. I don't know. I quite like it when they come on the radio. I embarrassingly never, i never hear i mean i wake up i don't have kids uh i put on six music right and that's all pretty much all i listen to so i a lot of the time i've never heard songs by billy eilish or whatever apart from my only place where i can hear modern music is in the supermarket yeah, and that is yeah. where i don't watch adverts on tv i only watch netflix or whatever so i never see anything like that so occasionally a song will be on like in a comedy club or something and someone say, "Hey, oh, this is Billie Eilish," and I'm like, "Oh, that's who this is." I'd never heard. I'd yeah, never yeah, put yeah. them. She could walk into a room, and I wouldn't know. And that that made me feel old. Yeah, it does. But also, do you not take? I always take some solace in that. Like, you know, I've never heard a Post Malone song. I only know who he is because I think I see I saw something tweet. The uh, Spider Man theme tune. Well, he yeah, but he's, I've not seen the Spider Man film. But like, no, he's the guy with the tattoos on his head, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I know him because I've seen people do <clears> funny <throat> tweets about him. Yeah, but yeah. His songs have... are good, though, man. Like, his songs are good. What genre of music is it? I'd say it's a bit pop, bit hip-hop. Um, nice the, melody. The moment the word pop is thrown in, I'd, a part of me just goes, it ain't going to be for me, man. Especially if it's I, a bit I like a bit. Hip-hop. I mean, I like a bit of Bob Dylan and stuff as well, and, like, Beatles, obviously. I was watching Oasis concert yesterday. They're still fucking great, aren't they, man? They can, yeah. I mean, Oasis, yeah. I mean, I... I've not liked anything that either of them have done since. Bit of Kate Bush yesterday. She's good. I like a bit of Kate Bush. Me and Hannah were listening to Kate Bush the other Her day. Her dad used to be my doctor when I was a kid. Kate Dr. Bush. Yeah. Dr. Bush. <laughs> that was his name. Are you sure he was a doctor? <laughs> I think so. He had a nice van. Gynecologist, mate. <laughs> you know? He was a specialist asshole doctor. <laughs> That's got to be a thing, isn't it? Is there an, an asshole, asshole doctor? doctor? I don't think the asshole is as complex as the... <laughs> the vagina. Um, I think it's just like you don't have a finger dog to do. <laughs> My vagina's got a lot to it, hasn't it? Babies. I mean, and... it's got, yeah, it's got a lot of like. But you, uh, what about hemorrhoids? You, you'd have someone who has to deal with hemorrhoids, and yeah, that's a specialty, surely. 
think yeah, that's my, probably a nurse, isn't it? I reckon it's a, a general, a GP knows their way around. The knows the way around an arsehole, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've got, they've got, got that's to do what would stop me becoming a doctor, not just my lack of in- intellect, but <laughs> and, my, and my zero ability to apply myself to anything ever in my whole life, even a GCSE. Um, not just that, yeah. but just like, you know, you're prescribing medicine, blah, then some big guy comes in, wants you to look at his arsehole. That's yeah. like, fuck this. But do you not think it would be like anything where within, you know, once you've seen five arseholes, then you're just, you're fine with them. You've seen them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I reckon genuinely. I suppose I if would... the doctor's actually like wretched over something 10 Definitely. years in. I guarantee, because most <laughs> people, most people, if they go to, if, imagine, I've never gone to the doctors for my arsehole, um, but... Uh, if I was going to go to the doctor for it, I would make sure to have showered and cleaned and whatever. I reckon you could be a specialist arsehole doctor if it existed, and you might have two days where all you see is lovely, clean, well-prepared ones, and all it takes is one... If somebody came in with a shitty... Even bar, a well-prepared arsehole's too much, isn't it? But I mean, also, why ideal. are you going to the doctors if your arse is in tip-top shape? Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, it's bad. I, There's problems with there. an arsehole that has to be shown to a doctor. Yeah, but if it's clear, I mean, what I mean is, even if you had something wrong with it, you'd give it a little wipe before you went in. But I reckon one of them doctors, if somebody bit walked in... Bit of coconut oil. <laughs> bit of lipstick around it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Doc. Potpourri. Um, yeah, I reckon, yeah. So, of course, they'd wretch. If somebody, if somebody bent over and had a sh- I just shit everywhere would you go so what about a prostate exam then i might i might i was thinking of i mean we should go and have one shouldn't, shouldn't we what as together a, as a group as a couple <laughs> as, a, as a trio yeah um, we I, just do the human centipede check two year anniversary <laughs> of us starting our podcast before we just go get a, get a joint prostate exam but um, i am um, would you would it matter to you at all if it was a man or a woman doing it Put what put in the finger up your bum? Yeah, absolutely not. It's my no, bum, it? mate, and I'm not even looking. No, I, I, I don't know why. I'd, I'd want to request a woman doing it. I wouldn't want a man but, doing yeah, it. But then you'd be the sort of person they'd put on a list, mate. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone who'd go in, go, yeah, I want a prostate exam, but can I have a woman do it? Is definitely. I don't know why. I don't know what it. I, I know it's not sexual, obviously, right? Um, but I don't know what it is. Like a man, what a man's. I don't know. It's like. I, I'm going to request a woman, but I don't want them to be. I spoke I've to a nurse it. about. I spoke to a nurse about, it and she said a lot of people are the other way. Like they'd prefer a man than a woman. I, I think if I was at gunpoint, yeah. I mean, I've had I've had fingers pushed put up my bum hole by medical professionals a number of times. Um, but that was you met I, in the club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that just happened to be what I did for a living. But um, I tonight they were earning money another way. <laughs> No, I am. Um, I was when I, I had a ruptured stomach ulcer in my early twenties. So I was in hospital for a bit, and they used to have to put painkillers up my bum because I was nil by mouth. Oh heaven! And um, it was that was I had over the course of what five days. I had I don't I reckon ten different fingers up my ass, and you know, there's no I, there was no rhyme nor reason to who did it. Um, I just well, I just, there were I, they were qualified. <laughs> I had to work there, hopefully. A couple of the cleaners He finishes, he goes over to his mop and bucket and carries on doing the hallway. Just somebody who's visiting the person in the bed next to me. Just goes, I'll have a go. Is there a queue? 
um, but yeah i just you don't it doesn't when it's in a medical setting genuinely i know what you, know, you mean you don't care you just like just get it out there mate but my nurse very... friend, like, I, I said that i'm going to ask if a, if a woman can do it not a man she said that's fine people do ask things like that <laughs> and then we call the authorities <laughs> and then we strike, strike them off our list <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we just phone the police it's standard procedure just issue a photo of them to all of our nurses um so what were you going to say there uh you'd feel very self-conscious wouldn't you if you were on the uh, receiving end of a retching doctor looking at your oh, anus god yeah oh definitely you wouldn't want to show your anus off for weeks no i would not. probably go and get I'd put it away in public from then on i reckon <laughs> no more outings for that little peach <laughs> um i yeah it's always like i've luckily not for quite some years but i always found any like going to an sti clinic and stuff anyone looking at your bits man i always found just i've never been to one in my life really yeah that's not good i've been in like a long i've been in like a long long relationship before that i was in another long long relationship i mean i was tapping it about in between a little bit but um i should go to one now (laughs) Hang on, just, hang on. You just Can you say that again? You yourself. were tapping it about in between. Yeah, that's one of the worst. I was tapping a few side things, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I had a few paintings in the diary. <laughs> um, but a couple of sweet fires. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah, I weren't like I weren't like clubbing all every weekend, sleeping around. You know what I mean. One thing so I, I didn't bother going. One thing I never had, which is the that I heard just horror stories about, was the umbrella, which was the oh was the, god, that's the VD one, is it? Yeah, I had the I had what basically the first time I ever had anyone put something down there was um, oh mate after they'd <laughs> I'm gonna die of whatever it was. <laughs> but no, but they upgraded now. They now, the, the ones they brought in about a decade ago. Are really thin. You hardly feel it. It's so quick. It's, you wouldn't even notice it. But the no, ones I, in the old days were the bad ones. Did you have like it? an earbud kind of thing? That oh, never. No, I never had that. And I, I went a couple of times. That so all I ever did was had to pee into a cup. I had the thing once where I actually had a nurse go. I'm gonna have to get someone else to look at this. And uh, <laughs> someone you know, comes in and full PPE. <laughs> tongues in a fucking <laughs> a smoking test tube. Just two armed guards next to it. <laughs> Securical van <laughs> just puts in the blue light and just ships it to the fucking science lab. Is that so a thing that you, you really turn up. you worry that's going to happen? And then it did, and it was actually a priest okay, but... comes in with a Bible, <laughs> starts fucking exercising you with holy water. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um... I'd like to, um. I'd like to go and have, have one. Not that I need one done, but like, I might as well. Yeah. <laughs> my, We've got time on our hands, haven't we? Exactly. Yeah. Get a full checkup. It's a, but it's that thing, it's embarrassing, but also, again, the moment you actually get into the clinic, it all feels medical and you're like, oh, this is fine. I'm not just showing my dick to a stranger. That's I it. lived um, at uni, uh, I lived on campus. It was quite a secluded you know what I mean? So, like, if you went the waiting room, like you knew everyone. Oh yeah, that's in bad. the waiting room. So, like, yeah, it all got around pretty quickly who had been there, you know. But then it became a, everyone knew that everyone had been there, so yeah, we we're all in yeah. the same dirty boat. It's a responsible yeah. thing to do, though, isn't it? So there's no like shaming going there. It's oh. a good, 
good thing to do. Definitely. That's why I've not done it, because it's uh, <laughs> too responsible for me. Yeah. But what? So what? They when they called another person in, that was just for them to have a look at your bits. Pretty much, it was just you know she was. I think she was a pretty new nurse, and it was more of a second opinion rather than a we Is need an expert. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's funny that phrase. A second opinion is always like. It makes me think they're going to go. They're looking at your dick. They go. I just want to get a second opinion. They go. Nurse. They come in. They go. Um. Did you, what do you think of the new series of? <laughs> <laughs> Look in the office. What do you think of this guy's dick? That's yeah, all right. It's not bad. I seem better. Is that all? Yeah. yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's always worrying. Yeah, at the moment, any doctor or nurse has to call another person. You're like, fuck. This is this bad. is heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a gut drop, kind of like, oh shit, I'm in trouble here. It, it, it turned out fine. We don't, you don't need to. We don't need to go into the details. Well, yeah, it's fine. What, it turned out fine. what was the diagnosis? <laughs> no, we, we don't need to. <laughs> um. <laughs> diagnosis: I have a penis, and that's confirmed. <laughs> Two opinions. <laughs> that's good, man. Um, that's. I didn't tell you, Julian, about my my dentist. Did, did a really, really called me last week and just really crapped me up. My dentist is really he's quite a funny guy, and he um I had a dentist appointment in last week. I've got like this old extra. I've got extra teeth. I was born with like this second layer of teeth, weirdly, but they're all gone now, apart from one that I haven't still haven't had out. And I I had it in to have it removed last week in the diary for like six months, and obviously it wasn't going to happen because they've been closed since it started but he called me like 20 minutes before the appointment last week and i went hello and he goes hi carl and he's and i was like oh, how, are you? how are you you're right and he goes yeah i'm gonna have sorry i know you're getting your tooth out i've got some bad news um, we're gonna have to postpone it <laughs> and i was like that's fucking funny mate it's funny when you get a medical professional who doesn't take the whole corona thing very seriously yeah 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 <laughs> But um, yeah, that's um, I've not I've not really had many medical things in recent times. I've been quite lucky. I remember when I first um, gave up booze, I went and I thought uh, it was about a year after I'd given up. I thought I haven't been to the dentist in about a decade because I was too busy taking drugs and whatever, not caring, too too scared of the results. So yeah, I went yeah. to a dentist, and um, they were, that was another one where they were like, "We're gonna have to get someone else to look at this. Right. Yeah. What have you been doing?" Uh, you know, <laughs> I was a bit too ashamed to say mm, that's the result of a lot of cocaine. Uh, so I kind of upped to how many sweeties I'd been eating a day, but I had to oh, get really? like, eleven fillings over the course of like two months. It's the worst. I did that. I my so my parents have both got no teeth. Essentially, they've got dentures, and they've had for years. My parents just never knew anything about dental hygiene so i've me and my brother have both got shit teeth because we just weren't taught to look after them and then um i i got to about i reckon it was 27 28 and i just had that moment of going this is ridiculous like my teeth are all fucked and you know and i went to get them sorted out and i remember the first time going i was so nervous and i went into a doctor and they just looked at it like fuck man what have they you know they looked at me like i'd been living in a crack den in Brighton for 12 years or something. The state of my teeth, like for my age, were just not in any, just they were not fit for purpose. But I, I had been living in a crack done. den. Yeah, I mean, had you actually ever done that? <laughs> no. I, I mean, because you, you talk about you've given up, you've given it all up, but what was I, your like... What so, was your... Uh, I, 
I never lived in a crack den. I lived in a place that did actually, it had real crack den vibes, but no crack was ever actually taken there. Yeah. Um, I, but it was, I mean, I was, I thought I was just like bohemian, cool comedian, right? But it, so it, I, it, the flat I was living in then kind of looked like, you know, the house from Fight Club. Oh God, yeah. Like there was a shower. One day the, uh, the shower head broke and no one could be, had any money to like go to B&Q. So we just, we just had a hose for a shower. Um, we had two fridges and then one day someone left something in the, one of the fridge uh, and we just never got around to sorting it. So in the end, we just gaffer taped it up so that there was just this fridge that was just, we just never oh. go in there because we don't want to deal with it. Uh, and one, I remember I brought a girl home once after a gig and she literally came in the, in the front door <laughs> and, she, and she went, yeah, you're going to have to call me a taxi. Oh shit, <laughs> that is such an indictment. You're a taxi! <laughs> Come upstairs, love. Do you want a fridge drink? <laughs> don't open that fridge. <laughs> don't go near that fridge, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um yeah it's I, I, i've i've got to say i've been to like just pretty well behaved comedians sort of places of abode who just live like fucking slobs man you know what i mean just you only cars. find out when you move in with them in edinburgh and you're like oh this guy's like <laughs> appallingly messy it's gonna fucking do my nothing i've done i'm quite i've been relatively lucky with edinburgh like i have as well that was one of my things like do you tidy and i've got to oc danny ward who's ocd hoovering every yeah, day yeah, and yeah. tanya and it was good man faye tracy yeah it's um i was the slob <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I've missed out on that because I live in Edinburgh, so yeah, I've never yeah. had oh, a whole yeah. Edinburgh everyone like living together for a month or whatever. Like You're I've done that in Australia, just there, but not not really before that. So like, yeah, my house is my my house. In That's Edinburgh, nice, so. though. Honestly, there's something about you know I'm lucky in that whenever I live in Edinburgh, I live with mates. But like you know, because it's we're even like the years I've lived with, like one one year I lived with Tiff Stevenson and Pete Johansson, who are both you know mates, but. Even then, the fact that we're not the normal. I've always lived with the same people every year. And me, Tiff, and Pete suddenly were just put together because we just needed somewhere to stay and the others weren't, that I normally say weren't going up. And just trying to learn other people's daily routines was just fucking stressful, man. Like Pete eating in the middle of the night and, you know, sort <laughs> of Tiff, like Tiff gets up in the morning in Edinburgh, you know, she's all about, right, we're in Edinburgh, we're here to work. So she's like looking at reviews and like getting herself in the game. That was like back then that was. And like, I just found that really sort of like, oh, fuck, like you know, there was no, there wasn't like a set rule for everyone. I, I liked living with Math Brown, actually. That was because <clears throat> me and him were on similar. We're just chilled. We're just like yeah. getting up, taking it easy. It was nice, really. If something's too, like different energy to you, it can, because I feel like you're on a tightrope anyway in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it was it was cool, man, living with him. But I see me, Jimmy, and John Hastings live together normally, and before that, it was um, Chris Martin would live with us, and before that, before like Jimmy and that came in, it was me, Chris, and Benny Boot that we used to live together, and like it was always sort of just we've always had the same. We're all just mates outside of living in a house in Edinburgh as well, which I think is important. Yeah, yeah. I just come home and my house is like like it's not a, a non-fringe zone, you know, yeah. like. My wife has still got a regular job or whatever, and although so you like, have got, you've got, you've got ironically got a massive fringe poster behind you. <laughs> <So> that, <laughs> 
Well, yeah, this is this is a new feature. I was fed up of having no fringe at home, so now this is here all year round. <laughs> this is last year's uh, last year's fringe. I bought a big poster for the first time. I've never yeah. had one, and then you know they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said to them, "So what happens at the end?" And they said, "We just throw them out." I said, "Can I have it?" And they went, "I don't really think so." So we went in the middle of the night, my me and yeah. my missus, and we stole it. Yeah, it's they wouldn't let you have it. Well, it was just. I don't know if they wouldn't let us have it. It was a phone call, so I can't really remember. But it was like easier for us to just go and get yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Was we can't be asked to go and find your one, take it down, and hold it on. They'd rather just somebody drive around and chuck them in the back of a van, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down the dump. Um, we should probably wrap it up in a sec. I've just seen the time. Um, any any other business, Julian? What have you got planned for the week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Any new developments? <laughs> Nothing new, man. Just trying to... I've had a few days off exercising because I felt a bit shit. I'm going to try and get back into that. I went for a run today. You run, don't you, Liam? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, done it. Did you run a marathon? Am I right in thinking that? Kind of. I uh, I ran <laughs> I ran most of a marathon and right. then I sort of hobbled the other Got bit on a bus. <laughs> my hip went. <laughs> uh, what do you mean your hip went? Is it... No, it's fine now. It was just, it was just very swollen. Like so, oh, in my last, shit. like uh, two weeks before the, mar- the marathon, I went on a big long run, and there's what's it called, the hip flexor. It's the bit that holds on your leg. Yeah, it just like, basically blew up. Just really swollen. Oh, Nothing fuck. really long-lasting damage or anything, but very sore. Ooh. And um, I managed to run about half the marathon, uh, and then just fucking, it just went. I was supposed to be running the London Marathon this year, but it got oh, cancelled. Really? So. Um, that, yeah. uh, supposed to be happening I, in October, but who knows? I went for a run today for the first time in a couple of weeks. It was lovely. I went around, ran down the canal. I'm fucking bad at it though. It wasn't. It was not. A, I'm bad. I have picture. to run, then walk, then run. I think that's what fucked me up. Then I did like 50 squats and 50 push-ups, and did the baking heat. And I came home. I've just been dead ever since. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Running, walking, and running again is fine. Like uh, there's yeah. no, there's no bad. You know what I mean? People get too much caught up in like comparing themselves to how fast their mates are or whatever. Or like, you know, I prefer sprinting and then resting and then sprinting, but I only do about 10 minutes. I feel fucked though, man. <laughs> that is the thing. I think there is that. You, if you're just going to want to get into gentle, gentle exercise, the last thing you want is to be competitive with, you know, anyone really. You know, yeah. Yeah. This doesn't help, does it? Unless you're going to do it fucking competitively what's the point in worrying about if you're that was my plan though to train for like the olympic <laughs> the iron man <laughs> <laughs> want to be the best in the world yeah, julian's entering the crossfit world champions next year <laughs> yeah he came last die in the first round i just pass away then i mean i watched a couple of them netflix documentaries about crossfit world championships man then people are some of the most intense nutters i've ever seen I know, yeah. It should be called the biggest nutters on earth. Well, a lot of them are on steroids, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's basically, yeah, it's basically what the Olympics would be like if you could just take steroids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the events look like you're on... Every event looks like it was invented by somebody who was on coke. Like, it's just run, you've got to do loads of push-ups, and you've got to do these mental pull-ups, and then you've got to do a fucking handstand. It just looks like somebody who's just... The pull-ups are really weird as well. They're not like 
proper form pull up. They're, <laughs> they're kippers, they're called. They, <laughs> kip, they're, they, throw, they use momentum. It just seems like injury waiting to happen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty bad in this country with it all as well. Like, see, me like running a marathon, I say that to people and it's like quiet. Oh, yeah, well done. Or um, shut up, stop going on about it. It's another yeah, general yeah, yeah. vibe. But uh, my missus is Australian and all of her family, like, literally, she's got four or five family members that have ran Ironmans and really. Like, yeah, that that's just their thing. Like, but and then even in Australia, speaking to people, like they've all they're so like such a healthy nation. And they like I say, I'm doing a marathon, and they're like, oh, cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good to start with a marathon. Yeah, it's a bit like a beginner's <laughs> thing. yourself in. Oh, bless him. <laughs> I, so I had a joke for a bit, which is about how like loads of forty year old men have started taking up triathlons. I said basically, so it's you can you can. Uh, run cycle and swim away from all your problems it's just a little one there yeah it's true um yeah, that's always a good response to a joke yeah yeah that's true <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what you want from a... good point yeah <laughs> my friend people will relate to that yeah my friend ella who's a lifeguard she she swam the channel six times when she was 12 I mean, and I'm like, just, what is so that's, impressive? I was about to say it's child abuse from her parents, but <laughs> she had to try and get away from her foster parents. <laughs> <laughs> they were chasing her on a dinghy, mate. So that's how she got into England. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Where can people? Oh, so basically, Liam, we just we just before recording this. You've got a new podcast out that we were just doing. Yeah, it's called Tell Me it. Your Fave with Liam Withnow. I interview yeah. interesting guests about their favourite things, uh, movies, TV shows, albums. We chat about them and their career. Uh, that's coming out in a few weeks. I don't know. I've still got a few more guests to record. I also do a live show on Twitch every day at midday. Oh, you did a crossword. So, yeah, you did a crossword. At, is it um, What time is it? 11 a.m.? No, midday, 12. Oh, midday, sorry. 12 o'clock. Uh, we do a crossword. It's mainly the crossword is just there whilst we chat and fuck yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, we were chatting about how Sundays you do cryptics, which is yeah, man. Cryptics is the real business for crosswords, really, isn't it? Like you know, anyone that I know who's well into cryptic crosswords doesn't even think of normal crosswords as crosswords. You know what I mean? There's a real child's play, the, the yeah. same way that Australians treat marathons. Yeah, definitely, there is that sort of yeah. Cryptics is like a language of them. The other one is basically general knowledge, isn't it? Which is not really that hard. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried a cryptic crossword, Julian? I did with you, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. And that it was, was just hard, what man. the fuck? It, even when you know the answer, you couldn't yeah. work it out. <laughs> How did they get to that from that? We had one recently. Me and my mates were doing one on Skype the other week, and we yeah we got the answer early doors, and we just could not. It was the last one where we get, went back to it. And we're like, we cannot work out how that is the answer, and it was like it took about fifteen minutes just on one to work to work backwards until we worked it out. But it was all worth it for the journey, isn't it? That's what cryptic crossword's about. You feel so good when you get one quickly, oh, though. You look yeah. at the clue and you go, that's that. Oh, I'm a fucking genius. That, that, yeah, basically the middle ground is where it's a bit like, you know, you sort of have quite a frustrating five minutes of trying to work one out. The quick one is very satisfying. But the other satisfying one is one early doors you couldn't get. You keep going back to it, keep going back to it. And then right at the end, you just work it out. And you're like, oh, that is something else. It's just, it's just ego, just my brain. That's what I go. I just go, my brain is so powerful. Oh, yeah, totally. Of course <laughs> it is. It's like when I sit and watch The Chase and I like, I, I nail it. 
when I'm just like, yes, I'm clever and all them ding dongs. <laughs> um, right, uh, let's wrap this up. Any? Do we need to do any um, admin, Julian? Is there anything we'll do? We'll do. We'll do it on the intro, won't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give a shout out to our patrons and all that business. Big up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Julian's falling asleep, everyone. Just saying that. So me and Liam are just going to really quietly wrap it up. Sure, I was just watching something on telly. <laughs> <laughs> watch the Cummings um, announcement, whatever it was. But yeah, we can go and check what uh, Dominic Cummings has been up to. Um, right, Liam, thanks See for coming where on, he's mate. been on his travels. <laughs> <laughs> See where he's, his next tour date is. <laughs> He's um, doing a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for coming on, Liam. And everyone, yeah, so everyone can just basically find you online, Twitter and all that. Yeah, at Liam with now. At Liam easy, and easy. And that's where you'll find details of your new podcast. Good to see you, Liam. Take thanks, care, mate. mate. Cheers, guys. Uh, cheers, mate. <laughs>